incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls trivia on mondays taco tuesdays first wednesday live jazz live djs thursday parties the food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.acientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including... Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for the Let's Watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're well, they're chosen by you. Uh, here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. A sketch show. We are so... We are so excited. Uh, <laughs> hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good. This is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, which is where you can find us on the RSS feed if you're looking for a new podcast. We are also broadcasting live on muniradio.fm, as we do every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it's spelled right on the flyer. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Our, our new flyer is out, and we are actually listed as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-T-Y. With my test, test, Carl. Yeah, test, test. We're back oh, yeah, in reality. Coming in strong. Did you hear that uh, old episode that we're playing? You could hear Paul in the background. Listen. German is like mirror Spiegel. You hear that? That's I Paul. Found in German. And then I finally I tell him to get the fuck out. <laughs> They're dumb coughs. Anyway, but it's all right. All right, there it's we really go. See, it's all right. Check it out. And you should go to miniradio.fm. Okay. All right, Carl. Test, test. Uh, we are piggybacking at the end of Edge of Insanity podcast to prepare for our live show at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I have 157 on the clock right now, Carly. Ah, that's the specific Pacific time. Yeah. Hey, always be talking, all right? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what they taught me in uh, sales school. Always be talking. You know, and then you get married, and it's like the complete opposite message is given. That was so funny. God, what was that guy? Shut up. Test, test, test. <laughs>
So uh, we'll uh, at two o'clock exactly. I'll I'll say the date and the episode number, and then I'll say what's the movie, Carl, and then we'll just play the theme song and we'll start. Okay. What is it? One thirty-three is our episode number. Uh, I think it's well. I haven't updated the uh, website in two weeks, so <laughs> <laughs> December sixteenth was episode one thirty-two. So I think it's one thirty-five. Mm. Okay, I believe you. All right, I got 135. 135. Yeah, I got both mics on. Yeah, One winning chair. Both mics on. Mike Spiegelman and Michael Spiegelman. I'm always on, Carl. <laughs> always on. You San know, Francisco ain't big enough for the two of us. No problem. I'll just change to Michael. Oh, I'll leave. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. We're one minute before showtime. Looking down. I've, I've listened to the movie, most of it, on my commute over. I decided I should check out the movie while I get over, while I take the hour commute. <laughs> okay. So I don't know how it ends, but uh, I think I have a guess. You can do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say this movie is a real treat for someone who's never seen a movie before. <laughs> You're in for a treat. You'll never guess what will happen. Pictures that move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to like it no matter what. Yeah. All right, so we are at uh, 20 seconds, Carl. Tickety-tockety, tickety-tockety, tickety-tockety. Oh, That's tick- what I do all day. <sighs> Stand by. All right, I, would, I, know I need this one right here. Record. We are recording. Yeah. All right, here we go. It's coming up. What? Oh, shit, you know what I should do? Fuck. What? That's a great way to start. Profanity. Well, I did curse. This is a uh, welcome. It's uh You've been listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, the music that we were listening to here is from Brother Spellbinder. Um, and uh, it's an exciting time to be alive. So I feel like I should read you a little poem as well. Um, because although I myself... Uh, Well, let's see. Do I have time to read this? Hmm. It's kind of a long one. (sighs) How about this? We'll end with with this. Because I know that you're out there and you're dreaming. Uh, I know I'm dreaming. So here we go. Visions awaken. Visions awaken through inspiration. Open your eyes. Seek and find what you wish to be. Call to the far reaches. The echo is destiny. Pump love and passion even into the faintest notion of what could be. A colorful yarn unraveling to unleash your story. A call and response of your dreams and reality. Peace to you all. I'm Global Val. Stay tuned. The Common Thread Collective is coming up next. Um, Lots of love. Stay, 
stay strong, stay healthy. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, like running for Congress and winning, who knows? Inspiration is contagious. Peace. Thank you. Stay tuned.
equity to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> everybody listen to the weekly review with roman every friday from noon to 2 p.m this is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program we interview community organizers activists and artists we talk about ways you can take action right now so listen in to the weekly review every friday from noon to 2 p.m Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) We're starting it out with feedback. Does anybody want to say anything? Anybody have any feedback for me? Anybody? No? Good. Got the peanut gallery over here. Yeah! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the third annual Spark Presents Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yay! (laughs) 
that is an appropriate amount of clapping. You guys are cool. I like you. It's good. You're in for it. It's going to be a great night. I'm very excited. Uh, it's actually going to be an insane 25 hours of comedy coming to you over the next five days. What? Are you going to lose your mind? If you're listening on the radio, everything will be okay. Uh, so, well, so everything is being podcast and streaming live. So that's all wonderful that will be happening. And uh, we have so many comedians, 37 comedians from all over the United States. But right now, <laughs> it's uh, the locals only show. So it's people who live here in San Francisco or have lived here in the past. We actually have returning comedian Kevin Monroe. He lived here for many years. He's back. Yay! Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I don't know. I don't know how to. Oh, this is so sweet. Jen Arrows. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do, uh, we'll do thank yous at the beginning. Why not? We have all our amazing mutiny volunteers all week that are helping us out. We got Jen at the door. We got George G. Smith behind the boards. Hell yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a great week and we're going to have a really great time. Uh, I'll tell you guys a few jokes. Uh, yeah, you do. Those are, those are weed treats. They have lots of marijuana in them. That's how I bribe people to being my friends. Is that everybody else does that? No one else super stoner? You guys super stoners? You do not look like stoners. You guys look like, you look like closet stoners. You look like, you, like, I wouldn't tell anybody that I, I'm a smart person. I don't smoke marijuana. No, it's fine. I'm, I, have you ever, see, I know you're not a stoner because you, I, I've smoked so much weed that I've forgotten how my own shower works. Has anyone done that? I've lived in my house for seven years now and I forgot how my shower worked because I was so high. It's like being a guest in your own home. It's like, it's like Airbnb yourself. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how this works. I'm burning up cold. Why? Live there. My cat's like, dude, how do you not know how to do this? I'm like, why are you talking to me? Do you smoke that much weed? You don't? I didn't think so. It's cool. This is not a weed show. This is a local show. But yay, we're sponsored by Spark. And weed is legal. This is just, I'm just so excited about marijuana. It's like marijuana church up in here. There's two things I believe in. One, smoking marijuana all the time. And two, the equality of women. Anybody? Yeah! Both of those things. Pretty fucking awesome. I believe in equality uh, in a new special way. In that uh, I watch a lot of PG-13 movies from you know the 90s on and we all know that we get to see side boob right no nip lots of 180 percent side boob no nip pg-13 totally fine right so what i'm saying is i'd like some equality in filmmaking and i want to see some side scrote okay so what i want is like your balls are cupped and your dick is hard so all you see is that weird fleshy part in between sometimes hairy sometimes not i feel like it's gonna be great for like older actors because they can really show off their scrote you know like um there's gonna be a cool martin scorsese film or like maybe a francis ford coppola film is he still alive i don't know it's like it'll be like it'll be like the godfather it'll be nick cage as the godfather he'll be coming out of a pool and his balls will be dipped in the water and his dick will be outside like off the steps and we'll see this beautiful like stained glass window through his scrote, you know, with like the veins. Nobody wants to see this beautiful shot. This is equality, everyone. Side boobs just fine, but side scrote, no. What's wrong with you people? This is San Francisco. This is a scrote friendly place. <laughs> It's not scrote-friendly anymore. Man, I've seen so much silver, so much piercing on so many scrotes. I have a theory. I have a theory that the size of your dick is inversely proportionate to the amount of piercings in it. 
is this just a San Francisco theory that no one else is working off of? It's just hey, we're going to take a poll. It's local. Uh, knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. Precept of feminism, I think. I don't read. I don't know what feminism is. Come on. I'm kidding. I do read. I'm a, I, I was taught to read. I'm a real woman. Oh, wait, that's the bad thing. Sorry, sorry. I don't, I shouldn't read. I don't think. I know. Bad, bad lady. Get back in the kitchen. I love making pot treats. Did I already say that they're so delicious? I just, being high all the time just helps me forget all the misogyny that's rampant in my social, social society circles world. San Francisco, equal place. We're going to get started right now with your first comedian. He is a San Francisco local. He's an amazing human being. He's actually the founder of the F-bomb comedy train. <gasps> toot, toot, ow, beep, beep. There's no beeping, but he's amazing. Put your hands together right now, everybody, for Marty Cunney. All right, Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We are starting it off right. All right. Let me tell you about myself. I'm a traveling man. I actually just flew back from Columbia, and boy, is my nose tired. Ah. Seriously, they really like cocaine down there. Um, it's no joke. A lot of people don't believe me that uh, it was actually the first time I'd ever tried cocaine was in Columbia. Uh, yeah. You're really excited about that. Uh, <laughs> no, most people don't believe me because most people are trying to buy it off of me most of the time. Uh, I just have that certain je ne sais quoi. Uh, Tuesday night at uh, 6 p.m. Oh, yeah, he's probably got an eight ball on him. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's probably dealing right now. Uh, no, but... I, I don't know. The first time I tried it, I had been drinking all day, and I was like, you know, when in Rome, you do some blow, right? Like, that's, that's how the saying goes. That's what they say. And so I thought to my, I was like, all right, let's throw down. The guy, guy puts out a line for me. I do the line, and then all of a sudden, I'm sober. Um, what kind of bullshit drug is this? I was enjoying that drunk cocaine. I spent a long time. I spent eight hours and like $80 on that drunk. Spent eight, another $80 in five seconds getting sober. And now I'm just pissed off at 4 a.m. Wanting to talk to people about the intricacies of independent wrestling. Like reciting entire episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Nobody wants to hear that shit. That's a Wednesday night for free activity. That's not a Sunday morning $160 activity, okay? No. Nah, fuck that shit. Uh, I, did, I did enjoy Columbia, though. There was a lot of learn down there about the cultural barrier, about the langu language barrier. Uh, for example, I went to order some black beans, and I said, uh, did anyone here speak Spanish? Do we have any? Habla, habla. Yeah, no soy. Uh, <laughs> I do not speak Spanish, so everything was a struggle with Google Translate, and just, uh, I went to order black beans, I said, uh, quiero uh, frijoles n-words. Um, <laughs> if you don't habla espanol, the word, is, word for black beans is frijoles negros, okay? And so I just was so blocked up, I couldn't even say it. Uh, I went to go uh, to buy a wife beater, and I put that into Google Translate, and I asked the lady at the store for, uh, ¿Dónde está los esposas batidores? Uh, now, if, again, if you don't speak Spanish, I asked her, where are your domestic abusers? Uh, 
when you think about it, that's exactly what I was asking here. <laughs> that is a weird thing we do, guys. We named a piece of clothing after like the worst stereotype we could think of of somebody who wears it, right? Like, the wife beater. Like, can you, you just think about it. Like, we call it a wife beater. Like, everyone else in every other country calls it like a ribbed tank top. <laughs> and uh, I didn't realize how weird it was until I asked that question. And so I was like, you know what? Let's keep this train rolling. Let's name some more pieces of clothing after crazy stereotypes of the people wearing them, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Let's think. Instead of Capri pants, we'll just call them Euro tourists. Yeah. Uh, instead of Birkenstocks, we'll just call them old lesbians. Uh, instead of wrist sleeves, we'll call them scar hiders. Uh, ugh. <laughs> uh, instead of Crocs, we'll call them serial virgins. Uh, instead of. Uh, I don't know, bolo ties. We'll call them outspoken racists. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I never seen them like, yep, that's what we'll call them. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's what, uh, you nailed it right on the head, buddy. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Hey, guys, have you heard the news? Uh, the news about the Jews. Uh, it was in Facebook. Uh, Facebook was in the news recently for... It was right after the Charlottesville protests. There was a thing where when you advertise on Facebook, like you get to pay from a drop-down menu of who you want to advertise to. Like if you want to advertise hiking shoes, you pick from outdoors people, right? Uh, except one of the options on this drop-down menu uh, was Jew haters for a little while. And I'm not joking. This is a real news story. You can look it up. You could actually directly advertise to Jew haters. Uh, and Facebook was claiming, like, oh, it was a problem with our algorithm or something like that. But it made a lot of sense to me, right? Because I couldn't figure out why I was getting so many advertisements for Tiki Torches and Eddie Bauer in my newsfeed. Uh, I'm kidding, guys. I don't hate the Jews. I actually, I play the Jewish piano. Uh, I'm an accountant. Uh, <laughs> Terrible industry to hate the Jews in, guys. Come on. Some more Jew news. Uh, <laughs> and uh, when uh, and when Orthodox Jews do the the circumcision, it's called the bris, right? And so what they do, uh, the, the really Orthodox ones, like out in New York, when they make the incision, the rabbi uses his mouth to close off the wound. Uh, yeah, that's pretty weird, right? Uh, what's even weirder is, and worse, is that a lot of these rabbis are actually giving these infants herpes when they do this. Yeah, this is true story, again. Uh, and it's really bad because some of them will actually die from this uh, or get brain damage, like really bad stuff. And even if they survive, they have to grow up and explain to people how they got herpes. Uh, so I don't know, it's cool, I got it from my rabbi. Uh, ugh. <laughs> ugh. It's kosher, yeah. That's why they do it through the sheets, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know this shit. No, I mean, but what do they get when they get to the bar mitzvah, right? HIV? I don't know. AIDS. Got me thinking, though, about the bar mitzvah. And just coming of age ceremonies in general, right? They're fucking weird. Uh, like for a bar mitzvah, right? You take a 13-year-old boy uh, at his most pimply-faced, his most crackly voice, his most vulnerable, and you put him in a suit, and you give him a glass of wine for confidence, and you put him in front of a synagogue full of people and have him sing in a language he doesn't know. Like, that is just tearing him down. That is some cruel shit, right? 
but it's not as weird as the quinceanera, right? Am I right? The quinceanera is a weird ceremony. It's basically where you take a 15-year-old Latina girl and you tell everyone, you put her in like a wedding dress and you tell everyone, she's a woman now. She's ready. Uh, you wonder about these teenage pregnancy rates and, uh, and then you're doing this shit at the same time, guys. Come on. But while the Latinos are having like a come see how fuckable my daughter is party, the Jews are having a come see how unfuckable my son is party. <laughs> Just very different, very different cultures. I don't know. Um, what else? Do I, what else am I thinking? Hey, you guys like dad jokes? Anybody fan, here fans of dad jokes? Yeah, I'll, let, me lay, let me lay one on you real quick. Uh, when I die, I hope I'm not buried in a sar- uh, in a, let me start over. When I die, I hope I'm not buried in a coffin. I feel like I'm more of a sarcophagi. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be telling dad jokes though, ever since my doctor told me that I'm sterile. Uh, no dad jokes for me. Uh, I'm kidding, guys. I'm not sterile. I've had like six vasectomies. None of them have taken. <laughs> I've been the cause of several unwanted abortions. Um, All right, let's end on a high note. Um, <laughs> you guys, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the Me Too movement. I think it's a good thing, although I think it's kind of uh, redundant. Uh, we've been doing, we've been hearing about all this stuff for a long time. It's just only recently that's been getting like popularized. Like, I don't know. Courtney Love was blowing the whistle on these guys for a long time. I've, Ten years over. And, uh, well, I get why we didn't listen to her, though. Uh, her credibility got blown away about the time her husband did. Uh, I think I'll leave it at that. Uh, that's my time, guys. Thanks a lot. Bring up your host, Pam. I wish some people from Seattle were here for that wonderful joke. Poor, he was murdered by his wife. Yay! Beauty Radio Comedy Festival. True. That was Marty Cuddy. He also plays rugby. You can tell by his his jacket. <laughs> it's exciting. No, I, I was thinking today, actually, that we should start a YouTube thing called Ruck and Marty. Where we get on, we go on adventures together in San Francisco that are just like stupid. Rick and Morty, except Ruck and Marty. So I'm like a drunk old lady. I'm a drunk old lady, and you're like a young fun guy who's like going around San Francisco, right? <laughs> no. Buff as Morty. See, I know more people are having the thoughts in their heads. See, it's in the gestalt, Marty Cunny. The future is now. Your next comedian, she is the future, you guys. She's part of True Hustle, not True Hustle, hashtag hella funny. I'm sorry, they both start with a T. I'm so confused. <sighs> hella funny, there's no, there's no, there's no T's in that at all. There's, there's a T in a hashtag. I don't do Instagram, I don't know what that is. Twitter is totally foreign to me, I am 43 years old. Your next comedian, she gets it, you're gonna love her. Put your hands together for Allison Hooker. going for this awesome festival we're part of. Yeah. Round of applause for yourselves coming out and supporting live comedy. Fuck yes! I'm excited to be here. I had a really shitty day, uh, and now I, I know that there's worse in the Catholic Church out there. That's, wow. No, but I, I, went to, uh, I went to the doctor today. Does anyone else get really stuck on that question, how many drinks per week? 
Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a tough one because you don't want to lie too much. <laughs> you know, you want to check your liver. Uh, what are you going to be, honest? It's your doctor, not your lawyer, you know? <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of like a comedy club. I'm a two-drink minimum a night. It goes up from there. So I was like, I'm going to go with two drinks a night. Like, that's reasonable, right? So I was like, I have two drinks a night, 14 a week. She goes, that's too much. You're nodding. I was surprised. You think that's too much? I've been there. No. <laughs> oh, you've shared that? <laughs> well, get this. You haven't been there. Because this is what the bitch told me. She goes, men can have two drinks. Women can only have one. Uh, I'll, I'll give her your number. I was fucking livid, though. I was like, bitch, we are literally in the middle of hashtag me too. Like, whose fucking team are you on? She's like, if you need help with your drinking problem, I help a lot of my patients. I was like, okay, lady, look. Um, I came here for drugs. <laughs> Not rehab. Also, you guys, I don't think she's helping anyone with their drinking problem. I think she's just helping people lie to doctors. <laughs> you know, because like the next time I go to her, I'm definitely going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I have seven drinks a week. I'm no dumbass. She gave me the answer. <laughs> Actually, fuck that. I'm not going back to that doctor because I want to see a doctor I can see eye to eye with. You know, I'll give her your number. I want a doctor that will look at my 14 and be like, that's not enough. <laughs> She asked me another impossible question to answer. What was the first day of your last period? <laughs> yeah, ladies, quick round of applause if anyone else is completely fucking stumped every time a doctor asks this. All the women in the room, yeah, we don't know. We don't know what's going on with our bodies, actually, <laughs> at all. Like, every single month, our entire world just crumbles, and we have no idea what's happening. <laughs> just solemn nods around the room. <laughs> Like, I'll get on a phone with a friend of mine. Like, I just don't know what's going on with me. Like, I don't like my job anymore. This guy that I'm dating just seems really distant. Like, I just haven't been happy lately. <laughs> like, this shit is deep. <laughs> and then three days later, oh. <laughs> but, but imagine getting stumped by this, like, by anything else that happens every single month, you know? <laughs> rent is due. You get on the phone with your landlord. You're asking me for rent again? <laughs> like, it feels like I just paid rent. <laughs> and you're not even asking me nicely. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and my room is really small. <laughs> I'm 33. Why is my room so small? <laughs> I like how the men can understand the disintegration more than women. Yep. That's how we feel, though. That's how we feel, ladies. Um, so yeah, anyways, I went to the doctor. Uh, she went to give me a pap smear. It's mostly men in here. I'll just fill you guys in what we go through. Um, when we go to the doctor, they stick a speculum inside of us, and they click it open twice, and they swab the inside of our vagina. Yeah, you look a little scared, but I know there's a couple of guys in here that are like, that doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> I wish I'd go to the doctor and stick my dick in something. <laughs> but it's not like fun, you know? It's whatever. It, there's no like rotating head or bunny ears. It's just, <laughs> it's cold. Like the equivalent for a man would probably be sticking your flaccid penis in a cooler and having someone scratch it. Like that's, <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> it's, it's whatever. 
So anyways, you guys, she goes uh, to give me a pap smear. And I think because I have like a small frame, she assumed like all of me was small, if you catch my drift mutiny. Uh, <laughs> so she goes, I am going to use my smallest speculum. Any smaller would be pediatric. I hear a couple laughs, but I just thought that was fucking weird. Um, I don't know what the fuck. Uh, I'm not going to make any jokes. I'm going to leave it to Roy Moore. Um, so, hey. So she takes her smallest speculum, you know. She goes to stick it in. She goes, squee! I'm just kidding. Uh, slides right in, you guys. No problems there. No problems at all. She goes for the classic click, click. She goes, click, click, click. Click, 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 I know. What I'm trying to say, I think, is that the hallway doesn't always fit the building. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't know where my organs fit either, you know? This is just vagina and backbone. Yeah, loosening you guys up. It's okay. It's comedy. Fuck it, you guys. I'm proud of my big vagina. You know what I did? I wrote a song about it today on my way over. Can I share it with you? Yeah. All right. It goes, I can take that dick. Click, 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 click. That's fucking ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Thank you. Anyways, my name's Allison Hooker, by the way. Just my name. Was born with it. Not a stage name. You guys can imagine that was fun, you know, all my life. Like in junior high, when I had to write my first initial and last name on my gym clothes. <laughs> so it just said, a hooker. Just <laughs> down the leg of my pants, <laughs> across my chest. Thank you, it took me a little longer to find the funny in it. What's that? Johnson, You're a Johnson. <laughs> we should get married and hyphenate, you know? <laughs> But I was cruising around with this A hooker shirt on. Everyone was teasing me. It was junior high. Eighth grade boys in my class. I'm in sixth grade. It was a whole thing, you know. So my gym teacher finally gave me new clothes. She's like, sweetheart, you need to write something else. <laughs> so I wrote the hooker. <laughs> Are you guys kidding me? I was loving that sexual attention. Junior high, I was cruising around in my hooker shirt wearing a training bra to support the nipples that had come in. <laughs> Now I'm cruising around wearing a padded bra to support the nipples that have come in. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm waiting. <laughs> I was actually trying to like, smack my titties on a guy's face the other night. It's not even the joke yet, though. Uh, <laughs> he broke his nose on my chest bone. Uh, <laughs> thank you. It's fine, though. He's, uh, he's actually Syrian, so he's got quite a nose in my defense. It's true. My boyfriend, Syrian. Actually, he learned how to write in Arabic first, so we met when he swiped the wrong way on Tinder. Okay, you like the language jokes? Pretty fucking cheesy, you guys. Pretty dumb. Yeah, he's Syrian. Actually, my, uh, my birthday was election night, so Trump was elected, and I was like, what's happening? Oh my God, baby, we are moving. And I looked at him, and he's from Syria, so we stayed. Um, <laughs> That was that. What else can I say about that? Uh, he grew up in Santa Cruz, actually. His dad owns a Mexican restaurant down in Santa Cruz. 
his dad is a Syrian man who owns a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, it's like the first time I had a burrito, I was like, a mm, little too much saffron. You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, the white people don't get it either. They like cruise in there, like practice their Spanish one on all the Syrians, because they don't know the difference between a brown person. <laughs> so it's pretty classic. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? My Syrian boyfriend picked the movie last night. It's cold outside. You know, we watched a movie, uh, so we watched a porn. Which is fine. Thank you. Yeah, I'm no conservative. I'm no Mike Pence. I think you know that by now. <laughs> uh, but I have a little trouble getting on board with porn. You know, because there's no good backstory. There's no buildup. Like, they're just going straight to pound town. And I need a little bit more romance than that. So this is what I did. I paused it, and I gave him the backstory. <laughs> I was like, look, he wasn't always a pool boy. And she didn't always have those tits. And I don't have time to get into like the details of it right now, you guys, but I gave him the most epic love story. Like they'd known each other for years. They built deep love and respect for each other. And after all this time, they're finally ready for anal. Okay, go ahead, push play. <laughs> then I could get into it a little bit more, you know? Then I get out. I mean, there were a few other parts I had to like pause it and explain, give him a little more backstory, like why is he calling your stepsister? You know, they're just other parts. <laughs> Like, if he loves her so much, why is he spitting on her? There were just other things. <laughs> Who the fuck is this other guy? <laughs> it took us a little while to get through the movie. I'm not going to lie. We didn't, we didn't even have sex. We just fell asleep. Um, <laughs> great story, though. It was a good, good love story. Uh, how much time do I have? One minute? Oh, what do I do with one minute? Do you know any jokes? <laughs> Listen, dickhead. No. <laughs> Are you a comic? No. Oh, I'm sure we could give you a couple minutes up here, though. You know, you know what a couple minutes feels like? Uh, or one? Like, how long it takes you to come? Uh, <laughs> yeah, one minute, like, how long it takes you to come? We could give you that amount of time. No, 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 but the thing is, the thing is about comedy, though, is, like, it's a lot like sex, because when you're doing it, it feels like so much longer. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have been amazing. Thank you so much. She's at Cobbs all the time on Hella Funny. Super awesome. Yay! People are arriving. Yay! Exciting stuff. Woo! Your next comedian. What what an amazing human being he is. He is. I saw you go in the bathroom with a disco light and it like danced off your hair in such a beautiful way. I was like, I want to make a video of him in the in the bathroom. <laughs> that sounds weird. I didn't mean to. <laughs> that, that comes across wrong. Uh, but he's an amazing human being. You guys are gonna love him so much. Put your hands together for amazing local comedian Clay Newman! I just want to set the record straight. I was not pooping in there. I was not pooping in there. I just could not not dance. It just had to happen. I will say, I did pee everywhere. Like, that's not good for dancing. It's not like, it's not a good, you, like you cross streams with the disco hands. It's no good. It's like I've peed everywhere. Um, this is beauty radio, goddammit. This is this is where you pee everywhere. This is if this place didn't smell like pee, it wouldn't be mutiny radio. 
I want one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my entire life. One of the greatest shows I've seen in my comedy career was at Mutiny Radio. It was a show where the comics wore diapers. <laughs> Pam, in all of her brilliance, put a challenge to the comedians. You get all the beer you want, but you're not allowed to use the bathroom. <laughs> and you gotta wear a diaper. And we gotta see that diaper. And because we have made the poor decision to buy very elderly diapers, they're gonna leak, <laughs> which is a fun factor. I got to hear one of the greatest statements I've ever heard at a comedy show. It came from you, Jonathan. It came from you, sir. Uh, Jonathan exclaimed with more passion than I've ever heard at a comedy show. Uh, upon, and here's the back, the backstory to this. Uh, Jonathan witnessed a comic and it's just this, do this disgraceful thing, which is not pee his pants uh, during this comedy show. Uh, this was a comic who has been on Conan O'Brien. Uh, he's been on Last Comic Standing. Very few of us make it out of San Francisco with credits. He was one of them. And Jonathan, in all of his wisdom, exclaimed, I don't give a fuck what show he was on. You're supposed to pee. <laughs> and that's Mutiny Radio. That's, that's where we're at. That's what we're keeping alive is that goddamn honor, the tradition of Mutiny Radio. It's a beautiful thing. I'm happy to take part of it. I think it's fitting that Mutiny Radio is in this neighborhood because, like, nowhere else is this neighbor. Like, where else in the world do you find the financial diversity of the outskirts of the mission? It's ridiculous. It's insane. It's nowhere else has that level of rich and poor mingling together. On one block, on one block, you could be walking down the street and you could have this conversation with yourself. The fuck? Is that a gold-rimmed Segway? God damn it, tech industry. A gold-rimmed Segway? How insulting do you have to be to the rest of San... Are you pooping and shooting heroin? <laughs> One block. But they're both like, fuck Trump, right? So It's all good. It's all good. We're all friends. People say there's not a lot of political diversity out here. That's not true. That's not true at all. I heard a conversation between friends earlier today. I heard one guy exclaiming, and this is a popular argument in San Francisco. You've heard this before. This isn't diverse. Republicans are so stupid. I can't believe how stupid Republicans are. Republicans are so stupid. We're going to die because of how stupid Republicans are. And his friends stopped him. And this is why I like how diverse the Bay Area is. His friends stopped him and he said, look, man, you don't understand. Republicans aren't stupid. Okay? That is ignorant to think that Republicans are stupid. Republicans are not stupid. Republicans are evil. <laughs> So yeah, we got the full spectrum of ideas out here. It's really nice. We got all the beliefs, uh, all the ones that matter. Uh, it's one or the other. It can't be both. You can't be evil and stupid. I believe that thoroughly. I believe that thoroughly. Like the people that are controlling Donald Trump's presidency are evil. Donald Trump is clearly stupid. <laughs> clearly stupid. There's, and I can prove it. None of you would watch a James Bond movie if Donald Trump was the villain. It would never happen. He's not evil enough. He's too stupid. Same goes for fucking W. There's no way. If George W. Bush was a vote, what's he going to do? Just like massage him? Like, ah, here you go, Jimmy Bond. Like, 
Donald Trump, that's not going to be a fun speech. Like, James Bond is tied down. There's a laser slowly heading towards his crotch. Donald Trump says, I don't know, I'm not allowed to speak about lasers, but, oh, that was Woody Allen. I don't know why I did Woody Allen. You ever not practice an accent and then you do Woody Allen accidentally? I'm trying to be relatable up here. Um, <laughs> that was bad. Uh, all right, we'll just move on to other stuff. Uh, so, like, I know it's wrong to drink in the shower or whatever. Um, it's not wrong. I feel like you're not the best judge of, like... <laughs> I don't want to go back to the pee show incident, but like, let's, let's, because like, but I don't think society has decided it's wrong to drink in the shower. Like, even if you're trying to be classy about it, you can't bring a, uh, like a tumbler in there. It's going to get wet. Like you can't, there's no like sippy cup top for a wine glass. It doesn't happen. Like there's no classy way to drink in the shower, but you're allowed to drink while you're pooping, right? <laughs> you said that way too confidently. Oh, maybe you got the same advice as me. Maybe a doctor told you to relax. I don't know how else to do it. <laughs> I don't want hemorrhoids anymore. I got to do whatever I can. I'm not going to smoke a spliff while I'm shitting. I get too high. I don't remember which is the smoking hand, which is the wiping hand. <laughs> That's a problem. It's how you get pink eye. It is crazy to be out here in the Bay Area to live in this time with all of this technological advancements. Cars are driving themselves. Millionaires are launching Pintos into space or whatever the fuck that was all about. <laughs> but do you realize we're skipping the important stuff? We're missing the things that society actually needs. Have you ever taken a minute to think about the fact that nobody has even tried to invent a bed that you could pee into? <laughs> I thought we'd start a rally right now. I thought that would be the end of the comedy show and we would take to the streets marching. It is cold at night. You're telling me you'd rather walk to the bathroom. Turn on the lights. You're not a ninja. You can't hit that fucking toilet water without the lights. Maybe you're a lady. Maybe you're going to sit down. Is it warm? That's not a good thing. You can't afford a toilet warmer. You have roommates. That's a bad thing if it's warm. You do your business. You walk back to bed. Do you fall calmly back to sleep? No, that's not how the human brain works. You're telling me you wouldn't rather just roll over and fucking let it happen? I'm not saying we poop in there. We're not animals. And I don't be, I'm not even talking about technology, really. Like, I just want a hole and a bucket and some air freshener. That's all I'm asking for. A funnel for the ladies. I don't know how vaginas work. <laughs> I don't know if a funnel would help. I feel like we're all pretty good people in this room. I think I'm a good person. I think you're all good people. I hope you think you're a good person. But ask yourself deep down, is any of us in this room a good enough person to not poop in the handicap stall? If it's available, that is the chuckle of somebody that always takes the leg room. That guy knows, are you kidding me? F 
fuck yeah, handicap stall. You get the leg room. You fucking prop your phone up against the bar, and you get to watch a little YouTube video while you're. It's great. But every once in a while, and I hope it never happens to you, but every once in a while, while you're enjoying that extra leg room, while you're watching a video of how to cook deep fried asparagus <laughs> on your phone, I know what you're into. Every once in a while, you hear that mechanical noise and the door swings open. And you peer under the stall and wheels come in. It's not. (laughs) You know, it's not Stephen Hawking. That would be great. I'm not saying you ask for an autograph necessarily. Like, and that's even more rude if you just yell, Stephen Hawking? I was just worried about clamming up. Your hands get all sweaty. You can't fucking palm a piece of toilet paper. You know it's going to be one of those endless wipers. Somebody's on the other side of the stall going, I hope he doesn't ask if I'm Stephen Hawking. (laughs) That would be embarrassing. (laughs) Oh, you made that joke better than it's ever been before. Thanks, John. And uh, coming through twice in one set. (laughs) Comics, look to Jonathan. He's got the answers. This is the fountain of youth right here. It's beautiful. All right, you you did enough. Don't force it. Don't force it. Let it come. Uh, (laughs) You know, don't get greedy, Jonathan. Uh, This is what happened with Bitcoin. This is Bitcoin all over again. He just got greedy. You're like, this worked once. I don't know what Bitcoin is. That joke doesn't go any further. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing. That's where improv people beat stand-up comedians. Is improv people know better than to start a topic that they have no knowledge on. Uh, stand-up comedians just shout words that we've heard regularly and hope that it gets a response, and then flounder when it does. Uh, that was very upsetting. Um, <laughs> Well, this is a goddamn delight. I really appreciate you guys hanging out here. Uh, I hope those of you who are audience members realize how important of a part of the process you are. Like, you're so necessary to this. Do you realize there's no band practice for us? (laughs) We don't just get to say this shit in the shower and hope that it works out. Like, we need you guys. We need you here. You're important, man. Yeah, honest to God. Do you realize if none of you are here right now, this would just be schizophrenia? (laughs) This would just be another problem in the mission. (laughs) It's like that old saying, if a comic tells a joke in the woods and no one is around to hear it, did I get too fucked up on that camping trip? (laughs) I'm talking to trees again, I may have. But I like to think, as far as myself goes, that someday, maybe, y'all will be watching Comedy Central, and I don't know, what if you think of the time you saw me here, and you say to yourselves, <laughs> that Clay Newman guy, I wonder if he's watching Comedy Central, too. <laughs> someday!
Hoffman, the only comic who's been here for all three Muni Radio Comedy Festivals. Yay! He's my favorite. You can still listen to old versions of Clay and Tony's spoiler alert, and they're still fresh. You can still listen to Trapped in the Closet with them. It's so fresh. It is. It's always fresh. There's peeing in that too, right, R. Kelly? We got it full circle. All right, your next comedian. He used to live in San Francisco. He moved to L.A., but he's back. He started the brainwash, and he's here with us. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Kevin Monroe. Yeah, all right, uh, man, y'all, y'all kind of classy this joint up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, nobody is drinking openly, there's no edibles, like, <laughs> damn, I leave for a minute. <laughs> By the way, if you notice, I took all my shit and brought it out of my car. I took all my shit out of my car and brought it over there because three months ago, I did a show at the Punchline and they broke into my car and stole my clothes. <laughs> yeah, not, not my laptop. Right? Not my phone, not my camera, my clothes. And I'm like, I'm six foot six, you dumb motherfucker. Good luck <laughs> wearing them pants. <laughs> Fucking idiots. If you see a tall ass dude wearing some, um, some pants, just punch him in the face for me, okay? Just do that. It's, pr- it's probably my pants. It's probably my pants. Now, I was going to put my contacts in when I got here, but uh, the light in the bathroom. <laughs> What's that disco shit going on in there? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to have a party when I'm taking a shit. Why? What the fuck is? Like, who sits down going, you know what would make this even better? Put on some Barry White, please. Like, what the fuck? So I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll do it. My my, my glasses on. Ah, uh, this is this is cool, man. Uh, once again, by the way, uh, I literally I just flew in. I literally just flew in. Just got off of SFO. I can literally drive from LA to San Francisco faster than flying to SFO. <laughs> Seriously, five and a half hours on the freeway, eight hours in the airport. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Serious? Like, how is this technology working? Like, this is this is this is anti-technology. Like, this is backwards. It's backwards shit. You coming in or you staying out? What's up? <laughs> Just creeping. Oh, okay, yeah, that's all that is. Yeah, I used to live here in the in the Bay. I'm I'm in LA now, man, and I'm out there trying to <sighs> trying to date, trying to meet people, man. You know, I'm just like, oh, this is. Uh, I don't I don't send dick pics. I, I really don't. I don't. I don't, because not everybody's phone got unlimited data. <laughs> you know. what I'm like, damn, you fucked up my program, man. <laughs> it's an extra thirty dollars. <laughs> no, I'm talking No, it, it's it's I, I haven't been out there in a minute, so I thought I'd try it out. You I, you know what it's weird, like not just black women, but all kinds of women like do fake hair, like hair extensions. They do like 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 it's not a black thing anymore. It's like like blonde women, everybody is doing the hair extensions. You know, everybody come out the car looking like Pocahontas. You know? And I'm like, how do how is it you can have fake hair, but I can't show up on a date with a fake mustache? <laughs> <laughs> like why not? <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like, why can't I wear a fake mustache? You know, look, look, you're not Beyonce, I'm not Idris Elba, okay? We're all pretending fucking just... Why not? <laughs> There's no reason. But, you know, that did kill a date, so... <laughs> that didn't work. Have a seat, sir, have a seat. Where are you coming from, sir? Good. That's a good place. <laughs> man, this is cool. Nah, man, uh, LA, LA is, a, is a weird, weird spot, man. Uh, LA has black people, which is something the Bay Area doesn't have anymore. Yo, there's no black people here, man. There's like, like I mean, there's like five. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but LA has like Compton, has like Inglewood, like black, like black people. There's hella. It's like real, like you could be a black person in LA and stay in black world, you know, and like never, never talk to a white person ever. You could, <laughs> you know, what I mean, you could walk around and be like Wakanda forever. You know? <laughs> this shit is great, man. And I was like, uh, I started dating these, uh, some these black women because uh, the Bay Area had me on this, you know, there's too many white women out here. Like, I, I hadn't seen a black pussy since Boys to Man had four members. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have a rule now. You can't date more than three white women in a row because if you do that, you're institutionalized. You're institutionalized. It's like it's like that dude that goes to prison and he comes out, he doesn't know what to do, so he just robs a liquor store. <laughs> Put me back in, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it you institutionalize, man. Uh this this one girl, she hit me on a uh on my dating app. She, her name is Tsunami. Spelled S-U-N-A-M-I. <laughs> Tsunami. <laughs> Tsunami. I'm like this chick sounds like a mess. <laughs> like she's gonna show, hello, I'm Tsunami. <laughs> I'll have the cabernet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like she sounds like a mess, but you know, hey, I'll, I'll see, I'll see. <laughs> hello, <laughs> I'm a natural disaster that can't spell. <laughs> I'm here to rock your world. Nah, I don't, I don't I'll deal with her. I'll deal with her, man. But I mean, you know, it's, it's it's been a while, man. I mean, black women were not feeling me in the early 2000s, man. I missed that whole juvenile back that ass up era of black women. Like that was, <laughs> I missed that. Now now it's okay, you know. But but back then, I mean, it's cool now. But back then, black women they were kind of like they were like the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like they like they didn't draft me, but they were mad I was playing in Europe. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and Israel, <laughs> but that was summer league. That don't count. That don't count. <laughs> My boy hit me up on Twitter. Hey, yo, dog, you gotta check this shit out, man. He sent me this picture, and it's like, oh shit, this is just a girl in some yoga pants bent over. Why are you sending me this? He's like, no, that's not a girl. That's a sex robot, dog. That's a sex robot. That's not a person. That's a sex robot. I'm like, what? Why are you? It's like, nah, this is real, dude. You could buy a sex robot. I'm like, I don't know if I want a sex robot, man. I ain't. Cause look, I have an ex that was a stalker, okay? I don't want a robot stalker ex, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Has nobody seen Terminator? <laughs> they follow you to the ends of the fucking earth, man. <laughs> I'll be back <laughs> to ask you why you did not call me. <laughs> I'm fucking with that, man. 
He's like, oh, no, no, you understand, it's a sex robot. I'm like, look, man, any robot is a sex robot. If you try hard enough. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know what your Roomba looks like, but <laughs> drink a little Hennessy, like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm gonna just put some crumbs. <laughs> you know, like why are you paying extra? Just, just get a regular robot and fuck it. That's yeah. Kevin Moreau does not endorse fucking robots. <laughs> My publicist made me say that. You know, and it's like, he's like, dog, it for real though, it's dope though. It's two thousand dollars, twenty five hundred for the black one. I'm like, look, look, I don't, I don't have two thousand dollars. <laughs> I can't afford a sex robot. How about I'll be like, hey, yo, uh, y'all got a, a sex washcloth? <laughs> a sex gym sock. That's that's my budget right there. <laughs> sex gym sock. You got to <laughs> have to do in the back like, oh, what's this website? <laughs> what's a website for a sex robot? Nah, man, I, I miss I miss the Bay, man. I went to uh, when I when I came uh, from the Caribbean. I'm from the Caribbean, Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, you don't know where it is. It's okay. You know. <laughs> no, you don't. It's like, you know how Americans are. I know where I know what Trinidad is. Go to Africa, make a left. <laughs> By the way, there were no there were no Trinidadians in the Winter Olympics. None. No. <laughs> We live on the equator, okay? Like, why would we? Well, I'll tell you what, though, with this global warming shit, in 2082, motherfucker? 2082, Trinidad is gonna kill the Winter Olympics, son. <laughs> shit, we are gonna run on gravel like a motherfucker. All the Swedes are like, why is it so hot? Why? That's a German accent, pretend to be a Swedish accent. I don't give a fuck, there's no Norwegians here, so. Are there? Are there any? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, nanny, she don't count. No, no. But I hate that, man. Like, that's the only time, like, when I was in Oakland, like, people were like, where are you from, Trinidad? Is that in Africa? I'm like, no, it's, it's a Caribbean country. So it's a Caribbean country in Africa? Like, okay, fine, fuck it, it's in Africa, I give up. What do you want? Uh, you know, like, during the Olympics, that's the only time y'all care about us, man. Like, y'all watch, you know, somewhere between Taiwan and Tunisia is my little country. There's three people, right? One guy's there. He's, like, holding the flag. <laughs> the other guy's my Uncle Roy. <laughs> like, nigga, you 55 years old. Why are you still in the Olympics? <laughs> you know what I mean? And Americans, man, y'all, y'all are bullies, man. Y'all... Y'all fuck with third world, y'all play third world countries. Why are you playing, like, I saw the USA basketball team play Angola. Angola! <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like oh, okay, we got, uh, we got LeBron James, uh, we got Steph Curry, we got uh, Tyson Chandler, we got Kevin Durant. <laughs> How do you think the Angolan basketball team picked their team? Like, they're just sitting there like, okay. The first 15 men with shoes? <laughs> Come to the UN hospital? <laughs> we will drive from Angola? <laughs> you 
fucking at me. And like after the game, they're shaking hands and shit. Like, oh, good game, brother. Good game. Good game, brother. 155 to 3. Good game, brother. Good game. Are you still eating that? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up, man. It, but I'm like, how you go? I feel like this. Like, if you're in the third world, you should get you should get a gold medal. Fine. If you're from the third world, if you win, you should get a U.S. passport. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's useful to a third world person, man. How you gonna give an African a gold medal? Gold comes from Africa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like white people stole gold from Africa. How you gonna give an African some shit you stole from him <laughs> as a prize? Like. <laughs> Here you go, Matumbo, gold medal. <laughs> well, thank you for returning it. <laughs> Where is the rest? <laughs> Wakanda. I'll <laughs> 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 be saying that shit forever, man. I'll be, I'll be going up to Comedy Central, like the producer's room, like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> 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 like, oh, you're... you're they're taking it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> that should be killing me. All right, I got to get out of here, man. Um, uh, what, what, what should I leave you on? Um, here's a black fact. Did you know that a young black male is 10 times more likely to be in a statistic? <laughs> It's true, they keep measuring. Nobody knows what white people do, right? Nobody checks. <laughs> but every year it's like CNN presents a special report, the state of black America. Are their dicks getting bigger? <laughs> Don Lemon investigates. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to go, guys. I am Kevin Monroe. Cooper, who's the gay guy? The Cooper guy. He's got to investigate. Who's the Cooper guy? Cooper Anderson, right? He's got to investigate. He's, he wants to get deep. Uh, that, you guys, that was a Locals Only show. That was so exciting. You're all here. Yay! Uh, so what's going to happen is we, everyone will clap one more time for the amazing comedians that you just saw. Marty Allison Hooker, Clay Newman, and Kevin Monroe. These guys just walked in. You guys are welcome to stay for the next show. It's going to start super soon. It's um, And Kevin Monroe, I'm going to ask you if you can be on it because we have an open space and you are a POC. Yeah. Oh, it's the. No, no, not under arrest. We just want you to keep telling jokes. Uh, but our next show coming up in like now it's like five minutes. We'll let everybody outside and you come all back in and it's going to be amazing. Uh, and thank you so much for being here at the first show, Locals Only. And clap wildly. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Uh, but stick around for the next show, uh, which is going to come, uh, come up in a few minutes. And it's uh, the politics are funny slash I'm not white. <laughs> so stick around. Yay, Muni Radio.
one of them farm boys. <laughs> and I had an uncle who was a little, little off, little off. Oh yeah, knocked down by Harley one day. And uh, Harley Davidson, oh, I hit him, shook anybody. You know, a kid, wise guy going about 75 miles an hour and threw him inside of a cement plant. But uh, shook him a little, you know. <laughs> well, my Uncle Willard had this uh, used pet shop. It was uh, for used pets. And um, yeah, there's always something wrong with them, you know. And uh, so a guy came in one day and he said, uh, how much is the doggy in the window? That doggy out there in front? That dog ruin you a dollar. A dollar for a dog? Isn't that a little unusual? No. I don't know whether you noticed or not, he ain't got no claws on his right paw. Sort of a conversation piece. <laughs> yes, no, I wouldn't want that. What the devil's that over there? Oh, that's an owl. I can give it him for 375. You wouldn't know it, he ain't got no feathers on his body. I got it down Biloxi and there was a storm come up or something, blew all his feathers off. And uh, I've got purple feathers and chartreuse, and what you can do is put a little slick them on his belly and paste them on there, you know, and put him there in the parlor. And <laughs> well, it's a conversation piece like a dog. <laughs>
So I walk on up to the doorstep Through the screen and across the floor Down at the club. Oh. Trying to 
Masturbation. 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 Sir Edmund Hillary. Sir Edmund Hillary was the first man to climb Mount Everest. 
But when Sir Edmund was a precocious 11, his mother came in the room, caught him in the act. She couldn't believe it. She said, Sir Edmund. Why are you doing that? And he said, because it was there. The first person I knew to masturbate was Eddie LeCarrie. He used to tell us how he would go home and masturbate while he watched American Bandstand. saying, how do you rate this record, Denise? How do you rate this, Denise? You give it a hundred, Denise? Dance to this, Denise? Women, in numbers, do not masturbate as much as men. There's a lot of women that do it more than any man, but there's a lot of women who are basically romanticists and they don't feel right unless there's somebody else there. I have an invention for these women. A vibrator that talks. <laughs> Could have a little recording device in there, you know? Special kind, special kind for married women. After it was over, it would fall asleep. You know? <laughs> Single girls, when it was over, would get up, raid the refrigerator, and go home. I'll call you tomorrow. Okay, I'll stop talking about uh, masturbation into something else. Nocturnal emissions. <laughs> now see, that might be, that might be a little difficult for some of the ladies here to relate to. But that's a wild feeling, because unlike any sexual experience, you don't really know what's going on. <laughs> see, you're like 12 years old, you wake up in the middle of the night, I gotta remember what I was dreaming about. Say something else. Mothers like nocturnal Mothers. Because for the first time, their sons make their own beds. Black plastic.
I'll try, Father. Farewell. Remember, our love goes with you. Goodbye, Mother. And you, William, my dear brother. As for you, Elizabeth, my dearest... I know. Words can't express our feelings for each other. I'll be looking forward to your vacations. And someday... Yes. Someday, we'll be man and wife. Hurry, hurry, my son. The train is leaving. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Goodbye Victor. Goodbye. Goodbye, my dear. On the train, the young Frankenstein met up with his boyhood friend, Henry Clerval, who was on his way to another university beyond Ingolstadt. I wish our destinations were the same, Victor. I do too, Henry. But then I've never excelled at mathematics as you have. <laughs> And I've had no feeling for medicine. But let's never lose contact with each other. Never. I promise. As their friendship was bonded, neither young man had the slightest suspicion of the terrible events destined for them. laboratory at the University of Ingolstadt, the seed of dreadful inspiration was innocently planted in Frankenstein's mind by Professor Waldman. Now I will put exactly three drops of the catalyst into the acid. Ready, Frankenstein? Yes, Professor. And the final drop. Three. Observe the reaction of the acid to the catalyst. My dear Frankenstein, you are seeing one of the basic elements of life itself. It's astounding. It's promising at any rate. Perhaps next year, perhaps a hundred years from now, Man will have discovered some other elements which create 